Hey, welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. Welcome as today we are going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And to set things up, I want us to think about what the ultimate goal of our life is. And we think about the goals of our lives. Sometimes we have goals to, you know, achieve something in our, in our work life. Maybe we have relational goals. Maybe we hope to have a family or, you know, multiple kids or grandchildren or great-grandchildren, right? Maybe we have uh, goals in terms of the things that we do with our spare time. Maybe we even have ministry goals or, or ways we aim at serving in the church. Well, this text, text today, this text is going to remind us of the ultimate objective of believers. The ultimate goal, the, the really the aim that we have, all of our work, um, all of our interactions moving us toward. Now, this uh, this is in light of the, the greatest goal is is to, to glorify God, to, to bring honor and glory to God, to show God, um, show everyone that God is worthy, that he is awesome, that he has saved us. But when we interact with people, when we talk with folks, when we uh, care for them, when we cross paths with them in our workplace or in our schools or in our neighborhoods, what is what is the target? What is it that we're aiming at? That's what this text aims us at. And so I want to show you, starting in verse 19, here's the Apostle Paul. Here's the way he thinks about the, the ultimate objective and, and some of the way he approaches accomplishing that objective. In verse, 20, or verse 19, he says, for though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more, win more of them. Now, here, here what we have, he's starting with like this freedom he has. He's, he's not bound to any person. He's not like, you know, earlier we talked about this, this uh, stronger brother, weaker brother. He has a freedom in the way he pursues different things. He's saying, I'm free, but I have made my, myself a servant to everyone with with the purpose of winning more people to 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 Christ verse 20 this is a strategy he says to the Jews i became it as a Jew in order to win Jews to those under the law i became as one under the law though not being myself under the law that i might win those under the law so when he's with Jewish people those who are under the law he observes the law. He follows their customs and their manners. He interacts with them in the ways that are going to be most culturally appropriate. And he does this that he might win those under the law. When he says win them, he's, he's, he's talking about them coming to the place where they trust in Jesus. That's his goal when he spends time with those who are Jewish. Verse 21, he says, to those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. Now, outside the law, what he's talking about is the Gentiles. And so he's, when he's with the Gentiles, he does not follow the, the religious customs, the ceremonial laws. He does whatever he can to fit in with the Gentiles. Now, he says he's under the law of Christ, which is the law of freedom, but it's also a law of holiness. He doesn't engage in, in sinful activity. He doesn't do things that are offensive to God, but, but he, does, he does embed himself in the Gentile culture 
to make uh, to make them as comfortable as possible having him around. He says, to the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. Now, a few things here. First of all, Paul knows that he is not going to save anyone on his own. He recognizes that his gospel witness and his gospel uh, sharing, that is how the Spirit of God works inside of a non-believer to, to lead them to trust in Christ. This is how they're saved. He understands that, but he knows that God has called believers to be his mouthpiece, to share the gospel, and then to be his hands and feet, to, to demonstrate the gospel. He says, I become all things to all people. So I, I'm going to be interested in them. I'm going to be like them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act in ways that make them feel comfortable. Again, not sinning, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to engage them in such a way that they might come to the moment where they understand, they believe, and they, they trust in the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I might share with them in its blessings. He says, I, I, I do it all for the sake of the gospel because I want to share with them in its blessings. I want us all together to, to share this, this, great, this great blessing of being in Christ. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? He says, so run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable wreath. He says that, that we are to act in such a way, we are to train and then live in such a way that we will, we will win. Well, we, we win what? Win people to Christ. Win others to trust in Jesus and his death and resurrection. He says, so I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. He's saying he's running within the, the parameters of the race. He's not going to be a runner who is disqualified. We think about modern athletics. Those in Corinth, they were used to athletic races. Think about modern athletics, and every so often there's someone who uh, a scandal hits the news page, and they're disqualified because, well, because they've uh, been taking illegal substances. They've been taking steroids or some sort of performing enhance, performance-enhancing drug so that they can have an edge, and when it's discovered, they're disqualified. Paul says, I, I don't run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air because I have a purpose. I'm not just taking a jog. I'm not just punching the wind. He says, no, I am, I am racing to cross the finish line to peop so people will trust in Christ. I am, I am battling against the enemy in such a way that, that the kingdom of God will move forward. And he says, to do this, I discipline my body and I keep it under, under control. He says, I, I keep myself from falling into sin. Specifically, the sin of the body. This would be sexual sin. This would, this would be the kind of thing that draws someone in, and then when they en engage in it, their witness is soiled. 
And just like we see instances in the news when a, uh, a celebrity athlete is caught uh, with performance-enhancing drugs, what about in the church? When someone who does ministry, they, they, they get trapped in some sort of sin, and then the word is they, they become disqualified. So for you and I, what is the ancient way for the modern day? It's twofold. First of all, run to win. Set your eyes on the target. And the target is sharing your faith with people so that they will trust in Jesus. Do this in such a way so that when you are at work, not sinning, but hang out with your coworkers. Be interested in what they're interested in. When you're, when you're on the Little League field, do it in that way. Be, be someone who's interested in Little League. When you're with your neighbors, when you're with your classmates, when you're with your family members, do whatever it takes to connect with them. Really, the, the way to do this is be interested in what they're interested in. You and I, if we ask good questions, if we're interested in the things that someone is interested in, we'll learn a lot and we'll build relationship. And we, we don't just do it run to run but we do it to cross the finish line. We, we do it in aims of having the spiritual conversations where we can share about Jesus, his death, and his resurrection. And so, first point, run to win. Second point, don't become disqualified. Cut the things out of your life that will lead you toward disqualification. Repent if right now you are in any kind of, of sin that would disqualify you. Turn away from that. Call your pastor. Call an elder. Call a trusted friend. Say, I'm in a hole. I need some help figuring my way out of this. Listen, in the church, there is grace. There is forgiveness. There is help. There is hope. We, we want you in the race. We want you running well. And so that means let's make sure we don't disqu become disqualified. But by allowing the enemy to deceive us and tempt us into, into a disqualifying situation. This is our ancient way today for our modern day.